This is a Podfire production. On this episode of the 2% Podcast, we do our weekly sports breakdown and talk to Carlton insider Brett Temple about the, the Carlton Football Club and AFL as a whole. And that episode starts now. Let's fucking get into it. Woohoo. Uh, I just want milk to taste like real milk. This tastes like full cream milk. And only two, 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 two percent fat. Welcome back to the 2% Podcast for our weekly sports breakdown every Thursday. Is it a breakdown or is it more of an update? Can be both. Oh, can be both. Yeah. Yeet. Um, so, for anyone that didn't listen, my name's Liam. For those of you that don't know. My name's Jeremy. We all remember that one. Um, what's new, Jez? How was your week? Um, my week was alright. Nothing too special for me. Nothing um, too special? No, nah, I didn't do anything out of the ordinary. Um, you weren't clubbing. Yeah, still nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we do every week. Um, no, nah, nothing for me really. Um, I do have something from for you. Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I With, didn't... Within last Thursday and this Thursday, one massive thing happened. It was kind of before we recorded the last podcast. I know what it is. It's huge. Is it me being relieved? Yep. Yeah, I'm so, not happy about it. So Liam got sacked as the uh, legless pedestrians indoor cricket club captain. There was a whole press conference held. Um, there was a bit going on, a bit of speculation in the uh, background. Uh, who, we didn't know who was going to be the next captain. Yeah, no, it was a bit of bullshit, actually. <laughs> um, so I'm leading the comp with minimum five games played in pretty much every statistic. And they've said I'm not, I'm not good enough for the job. It's not about statistics, mate. It's about leadership. I have good leadership. You have bad leadership. Um, that's why I'm in the leadership group in our Div 14 with one training session under my belt. Uh, two now. Two, two now. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I got relieved. Wasn't happy about it. Cracked the shits. Wasn't going to play. Um, had a sook. Big sook. Yeah, had a big sook. Um, disappointing because our captain now... Has captained two games and hasn't won a point for us, so... Um, It'll come. It'll come eventually. Well, it didn't take me very long, so... Um, <laughs> yeah, a bit, bit unhappy about it. But, Jez, you have some news also. What are you doing this weekend, brother? Uh, on Saturday, I am driving to Melbourne. Yes, you are. And what are you going to see in Melbourne? Uh, I'm going to see my brother. And? <laughs> and we're also going to see... Uh, the Anzac Day game, Collingwood versus Essendon. At the MCG. At the it's going to be cracker, mate. Um, what are you looking forward to? Uh, Essendon winning. <laughs> okay. Um, we were there not long ago, and the MCG is a great sceptical of our sport. Um, I haven't been there before in my life. Twice in one year. Twice in one year. There you go. Um, Jez, so take us through the bets from last week, mate. How did we go? Um, I Well... From our previous performances, we did pretty well this week. Okay, didn't get the dub. Didn't get a dub. But, but if you place the three games, same, uh, was it three legs? Three legs, same game, multi. You get one one leg fails, you get cash back. Yep, yep. That's the, I mean, you have to click the bonus bet for that now. 
Okay, did we get that? Um, if, well, if you if you're playing along at home and you did that, good on you. Because you would have got your you, you would have got your money back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't think we did. So let's go with your bet first, Liam. Yep. Uh, Isaac Heaney two goals. Sydney to win. Yep. Matthew Kennedy for twenty five. Nope. Durden goal. Sam Walsh thirty. St Kilda to win. Jack Steele for twenty five touches. Max King for two goals. Yep. So the only bump ball was uh, Matthew Kennedy for 25 touches. Yeah, he got 20. It's fuming. Um, my one, we had Joe Danaher for two goals, Sydney to win, Sinclair for 25, St. Kilda to win, Max King for three goals, Ben Keys 25 touches, Peter Wright for two goals. Peter Wright has let me down. <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> didn't even, I don't even think he touched the ball on the weekend. <laughs> well... Um, keep playing along because we'll eventually win one. I'm hoping this week. Yeah, I think this week could be a good week. You're going to Melbourne. Yeah. Big bets on from you. I haven't put a single bet on that game. He'll, um, <laughs> he'll share his bet on the Essendon-Collingwood game and live update us from the ground on our socials. Um, so we're looking forward to that. I'm good at winning bets on the last game of the week as well. So. There you go. Um, your hero for the week, mate. Um, I was sitting here contemplating, who do I have put my hero for the week? And... It just clicked. Something happened about an hour or two ago. Joel and Bede uh, won the uh, their game. Hit a three in like the last seconds of overtime. OT, baby. Uh, that was a good shot. We'll go through the NBA great slightly shot. in a bit. Um, my hero of the week was John Newcomb from Hawthorne. Fair enough. Played um, a very good game of the weekend. Really rising good. Rising star. Did get the rising star. Um, Hawthorne... We're paying like four bucks to win that game, and honestly, they should have won by more. Um, we'll deep dive in the Hawthorne Geelong game, but yeah, for for my hero of the week is John Newcomb, and I thought he, he has been playing really well as well. Um, in a team that was I predicted not to win many games, they've come out and showed me wrong. Yeah, um, yeah and well. they're competitive. They move the ball fast, um, and John Newcomb was a reason for that. So, Jai, well done. Um, Good on you, Jai. Guess the player time, Jez. We like doing this in every... Not gonna lie, I kind of forgot about that, but we every can move past it. week, Thursday week special. Um, so do you want to go first? I've got my player. So I'm going first for your player? Yes, yeah, so I just need to get the clock up. Yeah. All right. So your 30 seconds starts now. Current player? Yep. Melbourne club? Yes. You love a Melbourne club. Melbourne? Yes. Oh, midfield? No. Forward? No. Defender? Yes. May? No. Lever? No. Bowie? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> Just start to name them. <laughs> um, damn it. All right. That's a world record so far. Okay. Let me just think of mine real quick. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I got it. Okay. The 30 second timer starts now. Current player? Yep. Melbourne. Yep. Western Bulldogs? Nope. Hawthorne? Nope. North Melbourne? Nope. St Kilda? Nope. Carlton? Nope. Essendon? Nope. Collingwood? Nope. <laughs> Melbourne? No. <laughs> um, Richmond? No. Come on, mate. Fuck. Richmond, Richmond, Richmond. <laughs> I can't remember any other... My time's up. I just have to take a random guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I don't know. I said every fucking team I knew in Melbourne. Um, it's a bump bump for me. I don't know. Jeb Buse. No. Was it Geelong? It was Geelong. Damn it. It was I Tom hate, Stewart. Hate Geelong. Won me a multi on the weekend. He did multi. <laughs> 370 bucks too. Why don't you share those? Yeah, um, don't know why. It's not very good by you. Yeah. All right. NBA time. We're going to review, just quickly, briefly review these and give you an update on the finals and how they're going. Unfortunately, my Cavs didn't make it. Trey Young just slapped like 30 points in the last half to beat us. Um, which is very unfortunate, but next year for the Cavs, they're a young team, and I'm sure they'll go pretty well. I honestly thought at the start of the season that they weren't that great, but they've clearly proved me wrong. Yes, sir. Okay, so leading the series at the moment, we have Boston with a 2-0 lead on Brooklyn, which is massive. Yeah, that's huge. Um, they're just guarding Durant and Irving really, really well. Goes back to Brooklyn, though, the mm. next two games. I see this going to a game seven. At Boston, going to be a tough one to pick. Um, Philly are leading 3-0 over Toronto. I think everyone saw that happening. And Joel Embiid hit a three-pointer on the buzzer to win. Currently, Milwaukee lead 1-0. But at... No. Oh, yeah. yeah at yeah. the current time, Chicago are up by nine points at this current moment. So you can kind of tell when we're doing these podcasts. Um, go through Tuesday's game, Jez. Tuesday's game. And the series? Uh, the Miami Heat lead 2-0 to yep. the Hawks. Mm -hmm. um, Jimmy Buckets, by the way, dropped 45. Yeah, yeah, he's Played unreal. really well. There's a series tied for the, between Grizzlies and the Timberwolves. Yep. It's gonna be a good Do you know series. where they play next? Or? Uh, it'll be Minnesota. Minnesota? Yeah. They pumped them. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yesterday. And, uh, yeah, it was yesterday, don't worry me. Another series tie between the Suns and the Pelicans. Mm -hmm. Yes, and this is massive news as well. Devin Book is out. Really? Games three and four with a hamstring injury. That's massive. Um, this could be an upset on the cards here. 8v1. And Pelicans are playing pretty good b-ball. No Devin Booker. I find it hard for the Suns to win the next two. So they could be going in... With into the fifth game with, I don't know if Devin Booker would be right with a hammy. Um, Who knows? Hammy's a bit different sometimes. Five mm -hmm. days to get over a hammy. <laughs> um, and then Monday's games were the Jazz and the Mavericks. That series is tied 1-1. I don't know if Doncic is back next game with the result. He may be home at, um, he's going to Utah now. So, and... The Nuggets and the Warriors, the Warriors are destroying them at the moment. Jordan Paul's putting on a clinic, um, and he's going very well, and the, the Warriors are up 2-0 in that series. So that's your NBA results, and we're going to start doing, like, templates and results on our Instagram page as well for those of you that want to keep updated with all that. Off to the... Um NFL, mate. Yes. So next, Your pride and joy. It is my pride and joy. And next Friday, the NFL draft is on in Vegas. So hopefully these draftees that go to this event don't get too hammered afterwards. Um, look, this year is a bit different in the draft in terms of quarterback and 
needs for teams. There's not really too many high quarterbacks. I, gu- I guess my number one quarterback going into this draft is um, Malik Willis out of Liberty. He's got the most X factor about him, a little bit like a Deshaun Watson type quarterback um, there. But I see Aiden Hutchinson going first, the edge out of Michigan to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The edge? Yeah, defensive edge. Um, it's basically the top 10 is going to be defensive ends and offensive line with a few safety, like one safety, one corner. Um, maybe a quarterback in the top 10, we'll see, depending on needs for teams. Um, but big news out of the NFL this morning was Debo Samuel has requested a trade from the 49ers. Now, he come out and said that he doesn't want to be a running back as well as a receiver, which is what they used him in at the San Francisco 49ers. Um, so he's requested a trade. I don't know whether that happens. If it happens, it'll probably have to be before the draft. Um, but yeah, strange news out of the 49ers camp this morning. Um, a lot of teams this year are going in, hasn't happened in ages to going in with two first round picks. I think there's five or six of them. So you got the Giants have picked five and seven, which is really good to have. Um, Houston have three and 13. Philadelphia have 15 and 16. I think Kansas City have two first-rounders. Detroit have two first-rounders. And I believe Green Bay is the other team that have two first-rounders. So, yeah, there's about five or six teams in there that have two first-round picks. So it's going to be interesting to see. uh, I believe it's our Friday next week. So in a week's time, we'll have the... Um, NFL Draft, live from Las Vegas, and you can watch that on ESPN. Hit the plug-in for ESPN. (laughs) Yeah. Comment down below, ESPN. Um, So, AFL time. We didn't get to touch much on it last week, Jez, and I want to leave some time for Brett to go through his AFL. I know he has a lot of inside information in the AFL, and it'll be good to have a chat with him um, about his knowledge and stuff in the AFL and especially Carlton. And as a Carlton supporter myself, it'd be really? good to hear. Are you a Carlton supporter? I am. I didn't know that. So take us through the Essendon game, Jez. Wasn't good. Oh, well, Essendon got absolutely pumped. We didn't we were pretty good till half time. Yep. Uh after half time, uh we may as well have walked off the field. What happened? Do you want to break it down? Was there anything you saw? Um we pretty much just we have no one to kick to in the forward line other than Peter Wright, so mm. our only option is to just pop it on his head. And um, oh, who's their defender? Luke Ryan. No, no, they're Alex s- Pierce. Yeah, Alex Pierce. Unreal. Gave him a bath. He gave him absolute bath. Um, Peter Wright didn't do too much in the game. Ruined one of my uh, my multi for last week. Yep. Um, other than that, we were pretty lazy around the ball. We just like I don't know, didn't chase after it. During, for defense, we mm-hmm. only wanted to attack, but couldn't really attack. Yep. So, hoping that we go a bit better next week um, for the Anzac Day game. Get a bit more intensity. Uh, Dyson Heppel did come. Well, he didn't come out and say he was just in the Anzac Day um, 
meeting or um, press conference, and he said that uh, he still believes Dons can make the finals. Yeah, I did see that. Um, gee, you're gonna have to change some things. Well, around, though. we were around the same thing uh, last year. I know, but teams are. But all the teams are they're a bit better this year, I reckon. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a bit harder. Yeah, I think you can wipe Port Adelaide out now. Oh, and five. Yeah. Um, North Melbourne. Yeah. Then the rest of the teams are actually pretty good. West Coast, maybe, depending on their injury situation. Um, but, yeah, interesting around the AFL. It's it's about this time where we start to see the good from the, the bad and the separation between, I guess, the top four or five and the bottom five. And then you've got that group in the middle that are still quite even um, in the AFL. So... Um, yeah, it's a good, it's a big time in the AFL round five or six. What do you think of the um, hands out rule, Jazz? Uh, it's it's tough for me. It's like as a natural instinct, you people usually speak with their hands. Okay. So, especially turning to the umpire and just being like, like why? And then just like moving your hands fifty meters is pretty unfair. Yep. But. Um, we don't want abuse. We don't want abuse, but I'm thinking surely an umpire knows the difference between a bloke saying, like, why, compared to him getting abused. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't really know that, then what are you doing? Well, uh, but, like, like uh, that Hawthorne incident where they're, like, they weren't really, to be honest, no one knows what they were saying. They could have been saying, like, yeah, that, I understand, that's Yeah, I understand that, but... Um, Look, they've come out and said this year that um, they they want they're lacking umpires, and to be honest, I think this is going to cause more controversy um, with the umpires getting abused, and oh, I just don't, I just. Oh, I don't think it's a good look for the game, Jez. Well, Scott Penabry did say, a good, he's, he said, if you bring it through from the early stages of the game, so like yeah. under 10, well, not under 10, mm-hmm. so like under 12s and up, then kids would, well, you'd know what to expect when you're in the big time. And he also said, like, mainly the media get like here at last. So, like, all the clubs already knew about this and yeah. they, they already know what, it, what to expect and they knew what was going to happen. And it just happened to have like, happened this week, mm-hmm. especially. Well, I think they could have taken steps before they just said 50 metres for arms out. Like, they've gone from one extreme, like a soft rule to an extreme, like the snap of your fingers. Like, yeah, they need to go in between and then eventually get to arms out. Is if that's what they want, eventually arms out is fifty. I, I so what does that, that mean though? Do you just have to stand on the mark? You're not allowed to move a single. Oh, I don't know. Like what? What about people that are asking for deliberate out of bounds? Yeah, but apparently that's a free kick to the the other way. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. Well. I could sit on this topic all day. Well, like, like what's next? Like, you can't make a face, a facial expression. Like. Yeah, well, communication with umpires is essential, I believe, in a game to understand their point of view, to understand the player's point of view. And unfortunately, it's just 
I don't see the rule lasting very long, Jez, and I see the umpires copying more and more flack um, than they did previously. So I'm not sure it's going to work. Well, if it's there long enough, you'll end up getting used to it. I guess. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to call Brett Temple. Um, so he do you want to go over the game of the week? No, we'll go through it with him. All right. Um, really good insider knowledge um, with Carlton. Um, he's been running a Facebook group for a while now, and um, he's got a lot of members on that group. So get his take on Carlton this week and in the future from, I guess, not just my point of view, from another point of view. Uh, it'll be good to hear his opinion on a few things in the AFL as well. So I'm going to give him a call. Um, hopefully he picks up. If he doesn't, that'd be pretty awkward. G'day, mate. G'day, mate. How are you? Good, good. How are you? Yeah, good. Welcome to the 2% Podcast, mate. Um, it's hey, a pleasure mate. How to are we ha- going? Pleasure to have you. Yeah, thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Just want to go through um, Carlton with you and your, your points on Carlton and see where they're heading also want to dive into the um, your predictions in the AFL and your thoughts on how the season's progressing and things like that. So we'll start with Carlton. Um, yep. Four and one after five rounds. You can't ask for much more, obviously, from years previous. But um, how, do you, how do you see him going? Third quarter-wise, obviously not too good. But, yeah, what are your thoughts so far from the year? Look, if someone said to me that we would go four and one at the start of the season, I'd be pretty happy with it. Yeah. Um, I think uh, the way we're traveling at the moment, it's it's the only thing that's concerning for me is these fade outs. Yeah. Um, but the first and second quarters, uh, it seems to be like we just get on top of teams with our strength, and and it seems to be like the third and fourths we sort of die down in the end. Either yeah. we're gassed out, mm-hmm. or Teams come back and um, they expose our structures down back yep. and then they hurt us on the rebound. So it's a bit concerning. We're obviously playing Fremantle this week. So um, I think they're number one in the competition for halfback rebound. So it's going to be interesting to see how how we go and attack it this um, this weekend. Yeah, so um, you reckon it's fitness or do you reckon... Because these 30-point these swings have been happening not just this year. It's been... Years gone past as well where um, I think last year we gave up 14, 30, like five goals straight. Five goals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think a bit of it's fitness and a bit of it's – I think a lot of it is to do with uh, some players have that mindset where they're just like, oh, we'll just let the bigger stars and the bigger players, um, you know, take it on. Like, oh, we've got Crips, we've got Walsh, and that mentality is like – I don't know. It's it's a hard one. It, it might it might come down to fitness, but I also feel that it comes down to that. I just think that the bottom six, our bottom six players, aren't working hard enough. Mm-hmm. And um, whether it's you know the first and the second quarter, we give it everything, and then we gas out and we just yeah. run out of lengths. Well, you can see um, you can see that the best our best forty is really good. Um, oh yeah, hundred percent. And it's it's challenging top four level. Um, what is what's your I guess, standout so far in the first five rounds? I think George Hewitt has been probably the biggest standout mm-hmm. for me. Um, he's just uh, – Sydney obviously didn't want to didn't want to lose him, but they could have matched us and you know, we would have had to cough up a pick. But to get him free 
and to see him do what he's doing, I think he's ranked second in the competition for clearances, and I think he's won in center clearances. And for him to come in and do what he's done, I think he's probably the most improved for me. I also have a real good soft spot for Corey Durden. I don't know what it is, but he's just, he's an absolute workhorse. And yep. I think he's going to be an absolute gun in the competition within the next one or two years. And it comes, we haven't had this in a while, but we've actually got depth for the first yeah, time. Yeah, we do. We um, do. So who do you think's on the fringe and who do you think's, obviously you watch a bit of the VFL level as well. Yeah. Who do you think's pushing for a selection? So I think Motlop was a bit stiff when, when Durden, um, when Durden got um, COVID, I think he was stiff. He kicked four goals and I think Motlop would have come in for him. Um, I feel that, you know, he could potentially push Owies out this week just to mix it up a bit. I know Owies is, hasn't performed as well, but he is, uh, I think, ranked third for tackles inside 50. So yep. I think that's what's keeping him in the side. Mm -hmm. uh, I also like Jack Carroll. I really like yep. Jack Carroll as that hybrid half forward slash midfielder. I think he could, uh, I think he's pushing. Um, Brody Kemp, I mean, I got huge raps on him, but he just just like, you don't know where to play him, whether he's midfield, they played him across half back and now they're playing him forward. So yeah. is he, a, is he a more of a Silvani type build? <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, yep. He's, he's, he's exactly like, he's probably a little bit more trimmer than Jack and a bit more quicker and versatile on yep. his feet. Jack sort of, um, lugs away. If you look at Jack, he mm -hmm. looks like he's running 50 miles per hour and he's running like, he just has that running motion where he looks yeah. like he's running real fast. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, but I think Brody Kemp's a bit more versatile than Jack. Um, he's more like your, um, your Sicily from Hawthorne, very okay. much like him. Yep. Uh, Jack's role on the weekend was a bit different. We didn't play TDK. I think he got omitted to the VFL. Um, yep. You like him? You like us playing one ruck, or you you, you like to see two? No, I prefer us to play one ruck. Actually, yep. um, I think Jack Savani adds like he's not going to win the center. He's not going to win the tap outs. But what he does add in that inside the center clearances is that he adds that extra sort of big size midfielder. Um, so when the ball goes to ground, he uses his body and bashes and crashes. And and actually, sometimes I think on the weekend, a few times he got up and. I think it was about three or four situations where he jumped up and he actually got the tap out. So uh, ideally you'd want Tom DeConing, Mackay and Kerno all in the forward line and have DeConing pushing into the middle yep. and help out with Pitnet. But his form has just been, just been like even in the VFL on the weekend, he just got absolutely smashed by Soto. He just, he just absolutely killed him. Mm -hmm. And he's just, yeah, he's been real poor, Tom DeConing. I actually had... Huge wraps on him after round one when he took that hanger. Yeah. Yeah. He's been real poor. Stocker coming back. You reckon he'll get into the team? Um, well, Plowman actually played a better game than Stocker on the weekend. So I don't know if Parks comes out and then Plowman comes in. Yep. Um, so I'm just trying to think of their forward line, who they've got. I think they've got Lobb, um, Tabernar. Yeah. But I know that Plowman plays really good on Walters. He's always known to tear him up every mm -hmm. time he play Fremantle. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they keep Parks. In um, Look, I thought Parks was really, really solid on the weekend. Yeah, so did I. I went, I went to the game, and I feel that when you go to games, you actually see more of it. You yep. can actually see where they're running and their patterns. And and I actually 
thought Parks was telling, he was actually telling Weedering at certain stages to man up and he was pointing and he was dictating. And I checked the halftime stats and he'd actually covered eight kilometres of the ground, which was not bad for a... Eight Ks isn't bad for half a 40. I don't know what he finished with, but um, yeah, I thought thought Parks was quite solid. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens tonight with the selection committee where the Cripper Cripper gets back up and plays. What are you you hearing with Cripps? So all I've heard is that he's just going to train. He's going to be training today and then they'll find out. They're going to do some more like ground balls and really stretch that hamstring and mm-hmm. then it'll just be it'll just be whether he pulls up um if he pulls up well then he'll fly out tomorrow would you push him no i wouldn't push him i wouldn't i wouldn't risk him because if you think about it he pulls it there's you know four to six weeks yeah just to play you know he's going to be sitting on a plane for four hours over to perth then he's going to be you know his legs are going to be you know players can cramp up on airplanes and stuff like that yeah, um, and then he's going to fly four hours back as well. Um, I'd just bring Dow in, replace. I'd probably get rid of Nunes. I thought Cottrell keeps his spot. I yep. thought he was actually really good. I'd probably drop Nunes, bring in, bring in Dow, and um, yeah, if Cripper if Cripper gets up, he gets up. Yeah, but I wouldn't risk him personally. Yeah, neither though. would I. Uh, I th- yeah. Freeman will have a few outs though, don't they? Yeah, I think they've got uh, two of their main defenders. I think it's. Um, Oh, I can't remember. Lewis Young names. and Adrisco. Lewis Young and um, Chapman, I think it is. Yeah, yes. he's Chapman. Oh, yeah, he's Chapman. Sorry. Something. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. Um, we usually play Fremantle pretty good in Perth. We do. We haven't lost to them since 2018. There you go. So um, we've actually got a really good record against them. And we use um, Perth, the Optus Stadium. We actually play really well at it. I think it's because it's wide. Yeah. We had a lot of, we've got a lot of quick players like. Martin, Fisher, uh, you know, Cottrell's going to obviously add that run and carry. Um, yeah, we, we've got a good record there. You going any games this week? Uh, probably not. No? Uh, no, nah, it's a long weekend and it's my missus' birthday, so we'll probably go out for dinner tonight and probably do something over the weekend romantically. Yeah, nice, nice. How, how good is it having footy back in Melbourne? Mate, it's, oh, it's, I love it. I've been to every game. Um, absolutely love it. I, the, I, I can't believe the difference in Carlton's crowds. Like we, I went to Carlton and Richmond round one, and when Sam Doherty scored that goal, the the screen the the crowd was just like unbelievable. It was even last week in the dying minutes against Port Adelaide, it was ac- it was deafening how loud the crowd was, and I think that the crowd is one of the biggest things that is helping the boys get through. I reckon they hear the crowd and it just, you can just see their morale just gets up and they just feel more pumped and you see that extra, you know, they just, they dig a little bit deeper. Yeah, for sure. That, um, that new rule is going to be interesting this week. Got a li- little bit more clarity on it. Um, I think it's stupid. Yeah, so do I. Um, <laughs> what are like, your thoughts? I, I get what they're trying to, I get, I get hold the sense stuff. I get it all. But I just don't see how putting your arms out is disrespectful towards an umpire. Like all they're doing is basically saying, "Oh, well, why?" It's like when someone you're driving in a car and someone cuts you off, then you sit there and put your hand up, and you're like, "What the hell? Like you're an yeah, idiot." Yeah. Like they're not going to sit there and get upset and be like, "Oh, well, they know they've done the wrong thing." Like the players, you know, it's, it's like human retaliation, really. It's 100%. like, how do you expect them just to? 
just go, yep, no worries. Just, you, you know, they give away a free kick that's probably poor. You know, players duck the head and they're like, oh, you know, and they get frustrated, show emotion. Well, are you put allowed? Your arms out, put your arms out a little bit and it's like 50 metres. And 50 metres in the game is huge. Oh, 100%. I don't think it should be a 50 metre penalty if you put your arms out. No, they should I reckon at least they shorten need it. to drop it. I reckon they need to shorten it to 25 metres. That's not a bad idea. They used to do that in the AFL. I think they're tr- going to trial it with the women's comp. They should, and they should make the women's comp a- the ground smaller. Yeah. I, I reckon that the AFL grounds that they're playing on is too big for them. Oh. They, just, they just look gassed, these chicks. They just, it's too, the ovals are too big for them. And they don't have the... Um, and don't they the play two less players? Yeah, I think they do, actually. Yeah, so... Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, you're right. Doesn't yeah. doesn't make much sense there. Um, no. So going forward with Carlton, I just want to get your last sort of words on this. So what are your predictions? What are you hoping for? Who do you see winning the John Nichols medal (laughs) Um, going forward? And yeah, give us your predictions on Carlton for the rest of the year. So we'll definitely, I'm very confident we'll make the top eight, given that Mm -hmm. we're four and one. I think the statistic around four and one, you got like an 80% chance to make finals. So I'm pretty confident that we'll play finals this year. Uh, I'll put us around the fifth, sixth spot. Yep. Uh, I think the best and fairest, I think Sam Walsh will win it. Okay. I know Krupa's started off in good form, but I just think Sam Walsh is just next level. The guy is an absolute, you know, you watched him on the weekend. He just runs, he carries. He's just, he's an absolute superstar of the competition. Yep. Um, and I reckon if we make finals and we've got a fit list, you know, like Cunningham, Marchbank, and these sort of players get back, um, I, I reckon I reckon we could make a prelim or even a semi-final, hundred percent. Let's hope for the grand, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, look, I've obviously would hope for the grand yeah. final, but I just think that we're just lacking that. Uh, we're lacking a key back. I think Liam Jones leaving us really, really hurt us. I think McGovern uh, I mean, was I've, good in the first couple of weeks. McGovern's been great, but he's so injury prone. How yeah, many times yeah. has he done a hamstring? Been at the club now. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I think it's his second time. Um, and then you got uh, Oscar McDonald, who was going to come in and replace um, Jones. I just think we need to hit the mid-season draft with maybe a key back. Yeah, we got one or, spot left. Hey. Yeah, we do. Yep, yep. Because we didn't. We were trialing a few players before the season started, and then didn't. Yeah, take I think one. it was. Josh Cripps, and then we had another defender as well that we trialed. Obviously, they didn't they didn't feel um, that they you know that they were ready or something. Yep. So, but yeah, hopefully we can make the grand final. I'd love that, mate. I'll be there with you. hundred <laughs> oh, percent, mate. I uh, appreciate your your time, Brett, and thanks for. We'll get you on throughout the year with Carlton news, and I love listening to your group and your your updates, mate. I really appreciate it. No, I appreciate it, mate. Thanks a lot for having us on. Cheers, Cheers Brett. Appreciate it. Cheers, Thanks, right. mate. Take care. See you, boy. Brett, with a good Carlton update, what do you think, Jez? You're too much Carlton for me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go off Carlton because that was a long Carlton stint, but we like to have a few of those here and there, don't we, Jez? Uh, no. Nah. Um, so we're going to go to the game of the round. This is a cracker. Hawks versus Geelong. Boy, oh, boy, wow, wee. Was that unexpected? Mate. It was easily, it could have almost been game of the year for me. It was just, oh, just something I wasn't expecting. I thought Hawthorne just overran them so many times. And when Geelong hit the front, um, I was a little bit nervous, to be honest, because I thought Hawthorne was deserving to be in front. And um, 
just kept fighting their way back. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, so I really, I really enjoyed that game. John Newcomb out of the middle. Sicily was massive. Someone underrated for Hawthorne, which didn't even really pop up for me until this year, was Dylan Moore. Kicked four, I think. He's, I think he's kicked two goals in every game so far this season. He's a good little player. He's just unreal. Um, Ge- Geelong just... Oh, I don't know where to start with him, man. Like, if Geelong lose, this is the issue I have. If Geelong lose, Patrick Dangerfield is nowhere. Oh. But if he's they win, he gets like 35 and two. Yeah. Like, his best and his worst football are so different that it's a massive impact on Geelong. And I don't think they're, they're good enough at all. Well, I thought, well, Geelong used to have a really good midfield back in like a couple of years ago. And now it's just like, I think. One or two. Uh, Tom Stewart was probably the only player that got over over 20. Yeah, yeah. And th- not even their midfield got 20. Like, I think Guthrie got just 20 touches. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think they're working hard enough. But, um, yeah, it'll be a good... I think that Easter Monday clash will stay forever now. That's a really good matchup. Mm. Um, and we got the Dons and Collingwood this week, mate. You'll be there. 100,000 people. Yep. Sitting in the Shane Warne stand. Good luck getting a beer. Uh, lucky I don't drink beer, so yeah, pussy. Um, we're gonna move on to our doomsday, Jez. What do you got for your doomsday scenario of the week? My doomsday scenario this week is us not winning another multi. <laughs> That'll be how many weeks we've done this? This is three, yeah, back to back, three weeks in a row. Haven't won one, so um, my doomsday is us not winning one. I wouldn't listen to us either. Just come on, mate. Nah, listen to our multis, mate. Um, my doomsday of the week is Toby Green gets suspended. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, if he comes back after being what six weeks suspension, go and on. go on again for another six weeks, go on again for another couple. <laughs> I think he's gonna struggle with this rule, Jez. Um. That's my that's my doomsday for the Giants. All right, your bet of the week, mate. My bet of the week. Um, if you're listening at home, you have your own bets of the week. Send them through. Yeah, we need some help. We need some help. So let me just get her up. My bet of the week. Coming in, my biggest bet so far I've done. It's got eight legs. It's coming in at twenty two dollars. Um, we got Max King for three goals. Keys and McRae for 25 disposals each. Kerno for two goals. George Hewitt for 25 disposals. Lions to win. Dylan Moore for two goals and Callum Mills for 25. Nice. Comes in at $22.81. You got Dylan Moore for two. Yep. I like it. What's yours, mate? Mate, I'm just doing mine because I've lost it. Ah, Typical. Okay, I got mine. So my bet of the week is Carlton to beat Fremantle. Tom Green, Jack Steele to- uh, to 25 or more. Toby Green for two. Mm. Bailey Smith, Ben Keys for 25. Yep. Cody Waitman to kick two. Cody Waitman to kick two? Yep. Okay. And Melbourne to beat Richmond. Okay, what's this coming in at? 1750. All right. And if you power play, twenty bucks and nine cents. Twenty bucks, bargain. We appreciate you all listening and keeping up to date with the Two Percent Podcast. 
Um, we appreciate all your feedback. Give us a like, give us a follow, give us a share. We appreciate everything that you guys do for us. Um, keep listening. We've got some special guests on the way. 2%. Oh. Oh. Uh, uh, I just want milk that tastes like real milk. This tastes like full cream milk. And only 2%, two, two, two percent fat. <laughs>